Hello and welcome to season three of the Campus Podcast, where we explore what it looks like to enter into a new kind of kingdom. Expect interviews, devotionals and a highlight from our new kind of kingdom sessions. This episode, Ralph sits down with Galia Ben-Israel to chat about how we can continue to mature as followers of Jesus after university. Enjoy. Good evening, everyone. How's it going? Hope you're doing all right. My name's Ralph. I'm part of the team here and I'm really excited to be doing this live today. And um, if you're catching up later, I hope you're going to enjoy it. So um, if you've been with us the last few weeks, uh, we've been chatting to a few people um, and it's people who have been involved in this. So this is Campus Volume 3, which is um, our latest publication that we released um, earlier in the year. Um, It's for students, but um, primarily for final year students kind of thinking through the last couple of months at uni and kind of the transition out into the big wide world. And, um, you know, we really made it um, for students just to really kind of give them give them some help, kind of walk alongside them and uh, give them some good stuff to get their teeth into as they go through what I think is actually a really, really significant change and one that's often a lot more challenging than the kind of um, things that you face on the way in. So, um, yeah, it's been great. We've um, we've done two interviews so far. So the first one a couple of weeks ago, we chatted to Abby Riley, who um, she uh, uh, is a teacher and she wrote about kind of her journey um, from Australia into um, coming over to the UK and that, that was amazing. And uh, then we chatted to Nathan Sterling last week, which was a lot of fun. And then um, you can catch both of those. Um, if you just go onto our grid, you can see that, watch them again on IGTV. Um, but today we are being joined by Galia Ben Israel, which is super exciting. And um, I'm just going to let her in and um, then we'll say hello and get chatting. Galia's on the team at Kingsgate, um, based in Peterborough, but they've got um, sites in various places. And um, she, uh, she's wonderful. Hi, Galia. Hello. How's it going? I'm just going to pull Yeah, good, thanks. I'll just slide down my seat a little. There you go. <laughs> It's very technical here. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Yeah, doing really well, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I'm good. I um, just found out that my uh, youngest is in the house alone and I'm looking after him, so hopefully he doesn't... Very, very brave to go live on Instagram with a young child in the house. Yes, I found this out about 25 minutes ago. Amazing. Um, But uh, we're uh, hoping that Hey Dougie does the job for us today. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, yes, thanks so much for joining us today. It's going to be great to chat with you. Pleasure. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, from, for those of you guys who haven't seen it, uh, Galia wrote a really great article called Process Over Plateau in Campus Volume 3, which is, you can actually see the PDF of that at the moment. Um, if you go to our link in bio later, you can check the PDF of that, or you could buy the whole thing and read it properly in person. Would recommend. It's Thank a you. great volume. <laughs> um, but before we dive into that, why don't you just tell us a little bit about um, who you are, what you do with your time, that kind of thing. Yeah, so I'm Gallia. I am based in the wonderful city of Peterborough here in the UK. And I work as an associate pastor at Kingsgate Community Church. So I spend a lot of my time there, obviously working from home at the moment. Um, and we have online services, in-person services. So I'm kind of involved with helping to run both, do lots of our kind of online communication, social media, that kind of thing. Work yeah. with an amazing team and yeah, love spending my days doing that. Great. Um, and what about uni? What, where did you do that and what was that like? 
Yeah, so I went to uni up in Durham. It was a bit of a God story, to be honest. Definitely should not have been offered a place at a university like Durham, but God really opened some doors and was able to go and study theology there, which was an amazing three years. Um, graduated back in 2015, which really dates me now. Um, and I loved university. I got to the end of my three years and very much before we'd kind of got results or anything, kind of thought and used to say, if I don't even leave with a degree, I feel like I'm leaving with everything that I came for and more. Yeah. Um, but thankfully did get a degree as well, which my mum was particularly pleased about. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, loved Durham, kind of made friends for life there. It's an amazing place and learned so much about God, about church, about myself in the process. So it was amazing. Nice. I graduated in 2008, so you're doing all right. Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah I was in like <laughs> year nine or something by yeah, then. Yeah. <laughs> Um, were there, um, this might be a silly question, but were there, if you could like relive any moment at uni again, what would you go for? Oh man, it's hard to pick one, isn't it? Um, to be honest, it probably would have been. We used to do this thing um, on Sundays. We'd all go to church, a bunch of us, and either before or after we'd have like pre-church fun and post-church fun. And so I would probably just revisit some of those really special times of having loads of people over to our house. We'd like sit around I remember one particular evening we all came back to my house after church like maybe 20 of us in this like tiny uni living room and we were passing around a tub of lotus biscoff spread and <laughs> if you know about lotus biscoff spread you know um people might want to comment like put some hearts or something if you love lotus biscoff spread and we were just it's not very covid friendly but that was way pre-covid like pass this jar around with a few spoons and everyone's just like going in on the lotus spread and for me that was just a moment of like oh we really are family here like I've found people here um and yeah. um, we were growing together and we were having fun and um we were able to kind of do stuff to see God's kingdom come in Durham and our time as students and leave a bit of a legacy which yeah that was just amazing I'd go back amazing. to any of those moments yeah yeah I'm a, a Nutella guy myself I'm not okay made... fair yeah. I think Nutella for pancakes but Lotus Biscoffs for like everything else all right okay <laughs> I will, uh, I will check it out but in a covid safe way and not sure in a covid way. safe way yeah yeah <laughs> um, amazing well um yeah like i said you wrote a great article process over plateau which is wonderful thank you so um, much yeah and just kind of wanted to dive into that a little bit and um, pull out some of the themes um we've got some stuff that we definitely want to chat about but if anyone in the chat wants to throw in any kind of thoughts or comments feel free and um, if we see them we'll, we'll try and respond to them but um, yeah, why didn't we start with um, kind of the first thing that jumped out for me was um, you talking about choice um, and it's like the power both to say yes or to say no. Um, I wonder if you could just talk a bit about why is that a big deal, kind of what some of your journey with like choosing has been, like yeah. let's have Biscoff on this hello, for example. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe especially kind of as how that related sort of in the immediate aftermath of graduating and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Well, I mean... For me, like choice is just, it's a gift from God, like ultimately choice and our ability to make decisions is a reflection of God's grace and God's entrustment to us of the lives that he's given us. And so, you know, the choice of what we say yes and what we say no to, like every choice does matter and it does hold weight, but all of it is within the context of God's grace that he's He's given us the ability to make decisions in our lives and to those decisions that help us to steward our lives in ways that lead us either closer to God or, or actually could 
uh, result in drift away. And so I think choice is absolutely key when it comes to the process of, you know, deciding, are we going to make choices for our growth and for our good, for emotional, spiritual health? in university and beyond or are we going to make choices that actually bit by bit might erode some of that yeah. and so for me that's just why choice is so important what we say yes to will define what we say no to every yes is a no to something else and every no is a yes to something else as well um, and so I think it's really important and personally I think coming out of university and navigating like postgraduate life which is very much a process in and of itself Every time there's been a, a decision to say yes, it, there has been a grace for the yes. And every time there's been a decision to say no, I've found a grace for the no as well. Yeah. And whether that's been things like direction and ministry or even I think a big one for me in graduating was where do I go and what do I do? Yeah. And that's one of those choices that actually starts quite early on. You know, in Durham, the culture was very much around your second year of university when you're like just in people yeah. start asking you so what's next what are you going to do where are you going to go who are you yeah, going to yeah. be who are you going to be with like where are you where are you going to land your life after this particular season and so the choice actually to come back to Peterborough this is where I'm from and Kingsgate the church where I work is a church where I've been a part of since I became a Christian at the age of 15 and so it felt like a big choice actually to say yes to coming back here and to say yes to exploring what would it look like to work out God's purposes for my life in the context of this church family yeah. for the next season actually that was a no to doing what a lot of people were doing of you know going to big cities um yeah. exploring grad jobs and internships and and that kind of thing so I've never ever regretted it though and there was there was grace for the yes and there was grace for the no as well yeah, yeah that's awesome it's such a big one and I, I love actually that the kind of defining thing was was that sense of church and family and belonging and community yeah, completely that, which is which is amazing because yeah like you say there are all those other pulls from what society would deem and uh, you know you know the, the obvious choice um, yeah yeah so um did you find that easy or hard or a bit of both <laughs> i think a bit of both to be honest at first it was like oh well i'm i'm gonna be part of my church this is very much what i sense there was a real process of actually you know learning to hear God's voice and to sense what do I where do I feel like his grace is really landing and do I yeah. trust him enough to follow in that and so that was a process and at first it kind of felt easy to be like okay I've made this one decision and I'm going to run with it and it was actually as the kind of magnitude of that unfolded and it was all the other resulting choices like well where am I going to live who am I going to yeah. live with things like you know what does that actually look like and the inconveniences that came with it as well of well I'm going to have to travel to see loads of my friends and loads of my friends aren't going to be where I am and there's going to be something a bit different about what I'm doing compared to what a lot of people are doing and so the process of working through some of that but do I have peace on it am I convinced that a yes to God is enough actually and his grace is enough to carry that that was a little bit harder along the way I think um, yeah. But by the time I actually stepped into it, there was a real, a real expectancy and a real excitement at, at being able to step in, knowing that it was stepping into a yes from God. Like he'd already given his yes over it and I was yeah. partnering with him in it rather than it being like, oh, I'm trying to build this life for myself totally. and then yeah. I have and to keep it up. 
Yeah, yeah. And that, I think that's so huge as well, because if you have that sense of, yeah, that yes from God, that choice that you've made, like even when you bump into the stuff that's hard, it's like, oh, well, I've already kind of made the sort of meta decision, as it were. Yeah. The top of it, rather than being like, all oh, right, it's hard. Maybe I made the wrong choice. What do I do now? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's awesome. Um, thinking about, so you mentioned that kind of process thing, and like we said, your article is called Process Over Plateau, and kind of, I guess those been two options like post yeah. like choosing the process or choosing plateau right and um, i wonder maybe if you could explain a little bit more kind of about those things what they mean but um i guess in particular like the the plateau like maybe like speak a little bit more into that and and i don't know what might some of the hallmarks of plateau be that people often face yeah such a good question i think for me i'll start with process and major on plateau for this because i think process is we have to make an active decision to partner with God's process of growth in our lives. It yeah. doesn't come without a choice actually to enter into that process because God is not about anything other really than relationship. And so the the process really is a yes to relationship with God, to walking with him, but that does require an active decision. Yeah. And then plateau conversely is actually it's, it's not even necessarily a no to God, but it's yeah. it's the not saying yes is in itself a decision. We end up partnering with passivity or apathy and we just the the ability to sense where God's at in our lives. We just grow a bit cold and our hearts can grow a bit dim and our awareness of where God's at in our life can begin to wane. And then yeah. other decisions result from that. And, you know, it might not feel like a big deal at first but eventually over time we just find that our confidence in God our our belief and our, our living out of the sense of his trustworthiness actually just gets eroded over time because it's like any friend for example God is so much more than a friend and he is our friend as well yeah, yeah. but any friend if I don't talk to them for ages or I don't really know where they're at in life I'm going to lose touch with with them and I'm going to feel disconnected and then over time it's like oh yeah like we had a really good friendship but we don't really know each other now yeah, yeah. and I can grow a bit cold or passive about it and actually saying no to a plateau means saying yes to God's process yeah, um, yeah. and plateau I don't think it necessarily has to be an active decision to close a door to God or to walk away or, or yeah. anything like that but it's a it's when we don't invite him into the the everyday really and we don't our lives don't ultimately anchor on him. Like he's not the ultimate anchor and the thing that we always come back to, like the Bible describes him as the beginning and the end. Um, but in our lives, we can kind of be like, oh God, you can like bookmark a few of the moments maybe. Yeah. Um, but for me, that's kind of what I think when I think of the plateau. It's, yeah, yeah. it's, it's not necessarily a hard no to God. It's just a, a, a big yes to lots of other things that might eventually draw us away. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a really important distinction as well, because I imagine most people wouldn't like, you know, given the choice, be like, do you want to grow or do you want to stop growing? Like, of course I want to grow. Sure, we'd all say we want to grow, <laughs> wouldn't we? Yeah. It's like, or maybe you hated your student ministry so much, it's like, no, stop that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but you're right, it's the kind of the passivity, the sort of almost like the absence of decision that then actually like leads you somewhere else. So yeah, I think that's a really kind of astute um, thing you picked up. And what, I mean, how was that for you, like, that process? Like, um, was it smooth sailing or? 
Um, sometimes, which probably means no. <laughs> to be honest, I was probably a little bit naive in thinking that because I was leaving university and going into a church setting um, for my kind of every day, I actually started after university our internship program at our right. church. And I, I think I had an assumption that because there was going to be some kind of like structure and framework in church life that would define how I spent my time every day that there would be a an easy yes to every possible aspect of discipleship but what I began to discover quite quickly was personal discipleship is always a choice whether you're a student or yeah. you're an intern at an organization or a company whether you're working for a church or you're in the corporate world or you're creative like or any combination of any of the things you can do after university what I discovered was very early on it's always a choice, personal yeah. discipleship, like those those yeses to time with God in the morning. It it doesn't get easier just because you work for a church and it doesn't yeah. get harder just because you work for, you know, a bank, for example. Yeah. It is it gets easier the more you say yes to it over time, actually, like it becomes a habit. And yeah. so I think early on I was it was hard because I was a bit naive to the importance of habits and rhythms of of constantly choosing to connect with God and prioritize growing in faith in him yeah. um, but actually as time has gone on I'm really grateful for the days where I continued saying yes even when it was hard because yeah. now those are the things that are like deep roots in you know the love of God and those are the anchors that I have in my faith now that yeah. six years on nearly from graduating I say those are the things that are holding me doesn't mean that still every day it's a easy yes some days it's much harder than others yeah. and in you know different seasons that we might walk through hard times it's actually the yeses that we've given in in easier seasons perhaps that really carry us um so i would say it's not necessarily always been smooth sailing but yeah. i've never regretted saying yes to the process of growing yeah. in god and so i'd encourage anyone watching like yeah, if yeah. that's you may not have even considered it to be a choice that you've got yet and i would say it, it probably will feel hard at first it's like exercising a muscle you've never used before you're going to feel it and yeah. there's going to be a resistance but keep at it and and you build the strength to keep saying yes when it's easy and when it's hard and it yeah. becomes less about how we feel and more about what we know is good for us in, in god's design for our lives like we're designed to be connected to him ultimately yeah. and, and so that yes gets easier the more we say it yeah that, oh, that's so good and uh, do you think as well it's like yeah that point about doing it when it's easy or easier um, yeah. <laughs> it's, so, it's so huge because you're like um oh yeah like you think well you know I'm, I'm all right at the moment so uh like I'll you know if, if things were going really bad I'd you know put in a regular prayer time and read the bible and sort of bring myself back but actually it's that that choice that exercise in the muscle like you say kind of yeah completely and I mean, I don't know how you found it, Ralph, but sometimes I've actually found it harder to keep saying yes when I feel like life's going well and I'm doing well and I feel yeah. great. Because I actually can, one of my big things is I can fall into believing the lie that it's okay to just depend on myself and like self-sufficiency will carry me. But actually that's not true. Like it's in yeah. those times when it's still just as important to dig in and remember that like God's my source, ultimately I'm not. And depending on him in good times and bad times is the best way to live. Yeah. And I'm I'm convinced of that. I just sometimes forget it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah. We we all can be like that, can't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that's really cool. And um actually I, I think kind of the next thing I was gonna ask you about um is so 
kind of there's a lot of momentum at uni for lots of things um but especially i think when it comes to kind of our faith like there's a lot of there's a lot of attention there's a lot of resource there's a lot yeah. of structure around like student ministry and obviously it will vary from place to place but um actually it's been amazing how much that's grown in the last sort of 10-15 years and there's yeah so many amazing people working on campus in those different ways which is brilliant um but yeah like i said there's this kind of um there's almost like a there's a student worker waiting with open arms isn't there like for yeah. anyone that arrives and maybe even five or six of them competing over your attention and <laughs> there's a lot of focus which is great but um yeah i wonder like actually how do you take that momentum that kind of and maybe that could be classed as easier times um and sort of actually use that as something to give you momentum into the next season as opposed to it becoming like the glory days you know like when you look yeah. back like oh we had the biscoff spread and you know we, we had all, all the things yeah. that we needed and life with jesus was easy and great and um, yeah i guess how do you sort of celebrate that and honor it and cherish it but also use that to bring momentum to the next thing rather than being the peak that you'll never get back to yeah it's such a good question i think it's it's probably a risk isn't it for anyone who's coming to the end of university is like you've been the center of a city's worth of churches world potentially if you're in a particularly studenty area for three maybe more years and then yeah. you're suddenly launched out into the real world and you know lots of people join lots of churches all the time and it's not necessarily all about you and so finding a way to to build structure into your faith that will carry you when all the momentum of university runs out is actually really important and i think yeah. There are a number of ways to do it. I would say there's a personal dynamic and then there's like a collective community dynamic as well. I'd say personally, like make a decision early on that your personal devotion and very practically like time reading the Bible every day, like making the word of God, just the thing that your whole life comes back to yeah. um, having times of personal worship and making God known in your own life and through your life and times of prayer, like connecting, communicating with God, our father and friend, like just those are the foundations for life, whether work's busy or you're struggling to even find a job, making those things, the, the things you personally come back to and orient your day and your week and your month and your years around yeah. will actually be really, really, really fruitful long-term. And then things like getting stuck in with a local church, I just think is absolutely key. Like we can think of universities having loads of structure for student life and particularly student life of Christians. You've got your student yes. workers, you've got your student churches, your student groups and your student services and your student nights and all of these things. But actually like before you're a student, you're a follower of Jesus yeah. and you're invited to be part of his family. And whether you're in university or beyond university, actually getting stuck into a local church, becoming part of the structure of God's family expressed in the church will help to carry you. And that's where you will be discipled, but also where all of the richness that's been poured into you over the years that you've been at uni, you can start to pass that on to other people. And yes. you know, the Bible talks about edifying, like building up other believers, be part of small groups where you can talk about the bible and you can talk about life and add value to others as they add value to you like it's, yeah. it's not all about us we're not called to be just consumers within god's family we're called to be contributors so contribute be yeah. in a small group uh, talk to someone if you feel like maybe you could help to lead discussion or support a leader like offer to um, yeah. i'm sure they'll be delighted to hear from yeah, you about really. that you know get stuck in with 
serving teams if churches have still got lots of online ministry at the moment look at ways you can connect online you know if you're creative how can you offer your gifts in the online space or in the physical space to to build up the body of believers and and use that as your structure for continuing to grow and continuing to have momentum in your faith like we're not meant to do it by ourselves so any point of disconnect is always going to slow us down if we partner with it so go from connection to connection and contribute along the way I just think you will thrive yeah that's amazing and it's a classic kingdom isn't it like you get to yeah way yeah um, completely like the land of the generous gets larger and larger and we often use that verse maybe to talk about finances but it applies to our whole lives I think yeah. like give your life away and you will gain more life Jesus made it very clear in his ministry as well you know what yeah. good is it to gain the whole world but lose your soul but if you give up your life for me you'll find it like yeah. give your life away to him and away to people and multiplication will follow you'll see just fruitfulness as a result of your faithfulness yeah yeah that's awesome um so I, kind of on the same theme really but um and i think how do you kind of almost like deepen that hunger like and actually kind of not just sort of stay where you are but i guess yeah go deeper and grow and get more when there isn't that when there isn't as much of the stuff that's around you that you're familiar with now yeah i think works differently in that you're back with us <laughs> yeah and my uh, daily limit on instagram just blashed up <laughs> <laughs> that's a good boundary but yeah, bad yeah. timing <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I think one of the key things is going to be like remembering that the kingdom of God works differently. Like I'm always I don't know why I'm surprised every single time. But like the more I read my Bible, the more I want to read my Bible. Like the Bible talks about um, the prophet Elijah in the Old Testament says like he prayed himself into prayer. Like sometimes you just got to like get started and then you'll realize that you actually want it. Like our spirits awaken. It's our spirit, the part of us that connect with God's spirit and that yeah. reminds us who God is our father and who we are his children and so sometimes it's just making a, a decision of our will to get started and then yeah. the feelings follow and like that's okay and I think that's why it's really key actually to to set times in our days through our days as well to connect with God like I'm just very forgetful so I need to <laughs> talk to God in the morning I need to connect with him at some point in the middle of the day and then I need to finish the day with him as well because i'm forgetful um yeah. and i have three meals a day and i feel hungry you know i don't think oh well, i have breakfast so i will never be hungry again i think yeah, yeah. oh i have breakfast so i'll next have lunch and then i'll have dinner and you know hunger in the kingdom begets hunger yeah. um and jesus says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness it's like at the core of my life do i actually want to know Jesus do I actually want to understand more of what he's really like uh, and see more of his kingdom righteousness flowing out through my life in the world or yeah. actually do I believe that I can carry it myself and sometimes it just comes down to the amount of times I've had to be like holy spirit like search my heart is there any pride where I'm actually I think I'm enough like remind me that you are enough yeah. not me and and help me to hunger um yeah most days I ask it like make me hungry to know you more and, and to be known more by you and make you more known in the world and I think just making a decision of our wills first and foremost is actually really key in that yeah that's great yeah it's really good um 
I loved what you wrote about um, maturity and uh, not being binary. So it's, it's yeah. not like you're either mature or you're not. And um, why is that so important that we understand that? I think it's key. It comes back again to God's grace. Like if we think that maturity is binary, it's you're either mature or you're not mature, you're immature, then we lose the space where God's grace can actually continually be forming and reforming us. Like the Bible does not give us a blueprint for you're either mature or you're not. The Bible actually talks about childlike faith and then those who grow and mature and um, taking on the more mature things of faith. And so it's very clear in the word to me that it's a process like we start out young and we grow and develop as children do into adults. And I love that the Bible just uses that as a really obvious picture. Like yeah, we all yeah. were children once and and now we're something that resembles adults whatever that <laughs> word actually means but i love that it's so real and it's so tangible for us and i think if we think about oh i'm not mature we might and then we think well that means i'm not mature at all and maybe i won't ever be we count ourselves out from being the kind of people who can receive god's grace and actually enter into partnering with him in his process of growth and development and health in our lives but knowing that maturity is not a binary thing means that okay, I might not be as far on today as I would like to be, but yeah. who, what kind of faith would I like to have in 5, 10, 15, 30, 50 years time? Yeah. I'm not going to get myself from here to there. It's going to be God's grace at work in me and my decision to keep saying yes when yeah. it's easy and when it's hard. And so maturity not being binary is just so important to remember because it reminds us it's not all on us and that we have a part to play in, in growing and cultivating the lives that God's given us and that he's inviting us into. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, you, you kind of touched on this a, a little already, but um, I wonder if you could speak a little more into that maturity thing and, and maybe like, what are some of the hallmarks? Um, I, I quite like using that phrase hallmarks because it's not like a mature person looks like this, this and this, um, but yeah. actually like, what are some of the things that are common between people that we can see like, maybe ourselves but also around us that are on that journey that we want to emulate like I guess what are some of those hallmarks that you think I mean yeah my those kind of people have (laughs) yeah well I think it's such a good question like you say hallmarks are good because they're they're things that we might be able to like co-opt into our lives as well and emulate and like imitate Um, I'm all for imitation if it makes us look more like Jesus basically and I think some of the hallmarks that I've witnessed like some of the people who I think of in my life who are maybe a bit further along or even like peers who I'm like they just have a real maturity to their faith I, I always think of they're people who actually like the word of God has priority in their lives. Mm-hmm. They're deeply committed to church family and to growing in community because community is where refinement happens. Like they've got people around them who can speak into their lives and be like, when you did this, it was great. But when I saw this, it just didn't really line up with who I know you want to be in yeah. this life. And I think that's that's very humbling and it's it has evident fruit in their lives of you know maturity. Um, they're people who they they aren't perfect I think that's like a really good thing to remember like mature people aren't perfect people and people who are maturing aren't people who are getting more and more perfect but they're perhaps more aware of their flaws and their weaknesses and, and inviting God's grace to cover that and also getting good people around them who cover their losses and you know cover the weaknesses I think that's a really obvious hallmark as well they like I said like time in the word they they're devoted, like not just in their words or what they talk about, but in the way they use their time, 
um, at, at my church, my pastor often talks about like our time, talents and our treasure. And yeah. I think people who are growing in maturity are people who bring all three back to the Lord. Like they offer him the first and the best of their time. Yeah. Um, he That might not necessarily mean first thing in the morning if they're not morning people, but if they're wide awake and alert at 7pm and that's the best time of their day, that's when they're in the word. Yeah. And I find that so challenging because it can be really easy, can't it, to be like, oh, I'll squeeze in my Bible reading at this point. Yeah. Or yeah. like <laughs> something I've been super challenged with is like around weekends and particularly Saturdays. Like I love a Saturday morning. Do I give the first and the best of that time to be with Jesus and to encounter him? Um, I'm trying basically yeah. <laughs> I, because I, I believe there's maturity and there's life and there's health to be found there and healthy things grow and growing yeah. things mature and then mature things multiply um their their talents as well like they they give what they can back to the Lord like if they're really hospitable welcoming people they use that to create welcoming hospitable environments whether that's in the church or in their homes or back gardens at the moment um yeah. you know and, and they use they use their gifts to create spaces where people can know and encounter and grow with God and I think that's amazing yeah. and then they use their treasure um that might be finances but also I do think that often we might think of our time as one of our most precious things yeah, that we actually have and they give it away or or it might be actual possessions that there's not a wastefulness about their lives but there's a resourcefulness and the the bias of their lives is towards resourcing god's kingdom activity yeah. and partnering with god's kingdom economy as well um and so people yeah mature people i think bring their t best time their best talents their best treasure to the lord first and foremost and, and to use, they use it to love God and to love people. Yeah. And then, like, the Bible's very clear about hallmarks as well. Like, those are some of the root things, I think. And then a lot of the fruit is the fruits of the Holy Spirit. Like, yeah. they're patient. They're, they're slow to act and slow to speak and quick to love and quick to listen. They're people who are moved by mercy and justice. And, you know, there's a gentleness about them and there's a yeah. humility and there's kindness and goodness and there's self-control in their lives. And I think... All of those things, like as we increasingly see those in one another, we should celebrate it because yeah, yeah. what we celebrate will multiply as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I just think those are some of the hallmarks of what maturity looks like. It's not that I am kind, but it's I'm growing in kindness. That's yeah. a hallmark of maturity. It's not that I am gentle, but I'm growing in gentleness. That's a sign of the root work I'm doing in the word or giving my best time to Jesus or, you know, being generous financially or stewarding well what I have and my resource the fruit of that testifies to how effective the root work is, is taking place. And we see that over time. It's like plants. I love plants. I've got so many house plants. It's been like my lockdown project. And so often I've seen no activity above the surface of the soil. And then I'm like, Oh, maybe they need repotting now. And I take them out of their old soil, dust it away. And what's been happening underground is this like really developed root system is growing. And yeah. then fruit begins to appear above the surface. And I think that's kind of what it's like with maturity is we might not see it at first, yeah. but then those fruits of the spirit basically are very evident in our lives. And people will see it. They'll be like, oh, you, you spend a lot of time with your church friends. Why is that? Well, yeah. actually, they help me be more like Jesus. Or yeah. why aren't you doing that? And you are doing this. Well, actually, I want to I want to grow in um, my generosity. I want to grow in kindness. Or I want to be a more gentle person because I realize I've got some rough edges and I think those are hallmarks of maturity that are just amazing to see in people's lives yeah
Oh, that's amazing. Um, kind of bringing it back down to, I guess, the, the student experience. Um, yeah. So maybe just that kind of um, last thing I'll ask you, but um, yeah, if you were graduating right now um, in the middle of a pandemic, yeah. <laughs> um, what are some of the things that um, future Galia would say to, I can't quite work out with her. <laughs> Past Galia. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. What kind of pearls of things would you, what did you wish you'd known as you leave? Yeah. I think someone actually told me this when I graduated and it's probably only with hindsight that I've realized how valuable it's been and what they said to me and I would want to hear it every single time over I think as one of the things would be like you don't have to be all there right now yeah. and there's there's almost like a permission in that not towards passivity or to plateauing but it's a, a permission to not have to try and live beyond where I'm actually at or like put on a, a front or a mask of someone who I'm not yet like that's okay yeah. um and there was a real kind of kindness and a grace that came with that I think and so I think an encouragement to people would be you don't have to be all there yet and particularly graduating in the midst of a global pandemic and I would say it's okay to feel like you're not really ready a lot of people don't like I think maybe there's a bit of a lie like oh everyone else has got themselves sorted or at least they're coping really well but you really don't have to be all there right now it's okay yeah. keep putting one step in front of the other walking with Jesus and he will carry you like he will ordain your steps um and there will be life in that and also I think one thing I would really say to myself if I were graduating now or back to my past self when I was graduating um, way back when if I can remember that <laughs> apart from do your skincare routine diligently um, <laughs> if you're younger do it um, I think one of the things would would be like take time and honestly it would be a say yes to the process like you're gonna ha have to wait longer than you thought you would have to wait for some things um, it's going to require more time and more energy. Sometimes people are going to say really hard things to you and it's because they love you and it's because they see more potential. Um, and it's okay when you begin to realize that you actually can't do it. And I think probably some of the moments where I've like been before the Lord and I've been like, Lord, I just can't do this. I don't think I've got what it takes. Those are the moments where he's been like, you don't congratulations. That's an amazing <laughs> revelation that you've just caught onto. What took you so long? you really can't do it like have more grace have my presences with you like I'm always with you is what he's consistently reminding me and so I'd say God is with you and that really does change everything yeah. um, you're not on your own in this process and graduating is not the be all and end all of your life it is an amazing moment to be celebrated and life beyond graduation can be even better than it was and for some people if university particular pandemic has been really hard um, that will be very encouraging I'm sure <laughs> and for some of you who for whom uni has kind of been the pinnacle of your life so far that might be quite challenging to hear and you might think no but Gally you don't understand like life surely can't be better than this or the world I'm entering is much harder than the world that I'm moving on from in university um, but God is with you he is Emmanuel uh, his presence is his promise and that changes everything so I really am confident actually that yeah the the one thing that if if all I could hear at the end of graduation would be God's with you uh, and even when you're waiting and even when it's hard uh, God is with you that I think is what carries us the most yeah that's amazing so good 
Oh, uh, Gally, thank you so much. Um, so much in there that I would, um, yeah, going to go back and listen to it. And pick <laughs> else. Um, yeah, I'm sure we could keep talking for hours, I'm sure. But um, I wonder if just before we um, go, would you mind praying for everyone? Um, yeah, I'd love to. Praying for this generation of finalists and just kind of bless them with whatever's on your heart. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you so much. Yeah, Father God, we thank you so much that you are God of grace. Uh, that in your grace you came to be among us, that the promise of Emmanuel is as real to us today as it was back in the first century. And so we receive your grace afresh today. I pray your grace right now, Father, over every finalist, especially who's watching or who's listening, either live or watching back. I pray right now, Holy Spirit, that you would encounter them with your grace afresh right now. Would you minister to wherever they're at right now, Holy Spirit, speak to their spirit. Remind them that in God, they have a very good father who knows them and loves them and that they are a very loved child. I do pray, Lord, that for anyone who, who is on that precipice of stepping into life beyond university, I pray your grace over them to say yes to the process of investing it in the roots of their lives and putting down deep roots, being deeply rooted and established in, in the soil of your love, Lord that they might grow and bear good fruit, much fruit that will last, fruits of your spirit. I, I pray that they would be people who say yes to the process of growing with you in secret and in public. Mm -hmm. And that as they say no to the plateau, they would see so much of your goodness in and through their lives. Jesus, may it be all for your glory, we pray, that your kingdom would come and your will would be done here on earth as it is in heaven. And would you use us, Lord? In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Amazing. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ralph. It's been fun. Love yeah, what you great. guys are doing at campus. You're amazing. Thank you so much. Um, and yeah, um, if you haven't read the article yet, go read it. And um, thanks for watching, guys. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure to check out our Instagram at Campus UK for more content. See you soon.